Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 684. He said it doesn't cost anything to be nice to people. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Jason Pattison. Hey, Jason, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am ready to take the green. All right, here we go. Jason Patterson has been part of the Lucas Oil family since he was a freshman in high school. He worked for the company on his summer breaks and has had numerous roles in the business over the years. And in 2011, Lucas Oil acquired MAV-TV shortly after Jason transitioned to the network, and it's proven to be a really nice fit. Jason enjoys the challenge of rebranding the network to help make it the motorsports destination by combining his years behind the wheel of various race cars, placing him in a unique position to relate to the MAV-TV's target audience. Jason, I have told our listeners just a tiny little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more with us about your racing, your career, and of course, your passion for automobiles? Well, as you mentioned, it all started in the same place, uh, Lucas Oil Products, when I was a freshman in high school. Uh, my father had been working there, and I just went during summer and Christmas breaks to uh, work in the warehouse, earn some extra cash, but it's where I got to know the automotive industry. Uh, my father and Forrest Lucas used to go out to Victorville Speedway and race mini stocks, which are just uh, pinos with roll cages on a 3-8 mile dirt track. Uh-huh. And when I was 15, I finally got the opportunity to race one of the cars with them, and I've uh, been hooked ever since. <laughs> yeah, you've raced a lot of different cars. Before I get into some of the questions here, can you tell us a little bit about some of the racing you've done? Yeah, started out on the Pinos I just mentioned, ran those for a couple of years, won the Victorville Track Championship in 1998, moved up to Super Street Stocks, ran those on dirt for a couple of years. My first pavement car was a Pro 4, which is a four-cylinder late model car that I ran at Orange Show Speedway and then Mesa Marin Speedway. Uh-huh. Went from there to a late model that I ran at I-10 Speedway and then got my first super late model, drove that at Mesa Moran Speedway for a couple of years, ran the Hooters Pro Cup Series, which was an East Coast touring series, got an opportunity to run some 360 non-wing dirt sprints. Nice. And in 2006, went back to the pavement, ran a um, American Series Modified. Uh, the series was actually called the Hoosier Tire West Modified Series. Mm-hmm. Similar to an IMCA, but uh, with some slight differences. In 2008, I ran the Canon Pro Series West. In 2009 and 10, ran the Canon Pro Series East. And uh, since that time, I've ran Super Late Models, Lucas Oil Modifieds. Got a chance to run some GT3 Porsche Cup road course racing. Oh, nice. And um, jumped in some random cars here and there, Silver Crown car once. Uh, but all in all, I think I won uh, five track championships, two series championships, and eight Rookie of the Year awards over my career. Wow. Well, congratulations. Talk about seat time. My goodness, you've got a lot of that. Well, as we continue on your journey and learn more about you, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. This is some kind of a saying or a mantra that has some meaning for you, and it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Jason, take the wheel. 
Well, I don't know if I'd call it a success quote, but it's definitely a quote that uh, you know I've used to try and live my life by the best I could. It was from Forrest Lucas, and he said, it doesn't cost anything to be nice to people. Mm. And it's just something that really uh, struck a chord with me. Yeah, we get so caught up in the business world, always uh, crunching numbers, trying to make sense of what we should spend, where we should spend it on, how we're going to drive sales. And sometimes it's lost uh, you know, the human element and how you should treat people. Right. It's a good reminder to always treat people the way that you want to be treated. Oh, definitely the old golden rule. And I would think, too, being a race car driver, you probably have a lot of fans that follow you, and especially young fans, and to take a few moments with those people that acknowledge you and be kind to them and nice and give them a little bit of your time, I'm sure. Is that part of that comes into play with that saying that you're so fond of? Absolutely. Yeah. I'll admit when I was younger and immature that I used to think of the, the autograph session that taking the car and the crew out on the track you know, for an hour was a chore. And then I realized how fortunate I was to have the opportunity to race cars and that all these people came out to watch us do it. And I realized uh, I had a very bad attitude about it. You got your head on straight, it sounds like. It's kind of like when you meet a a famous sports figure or a TV star, movie star, and they, you know, some of them are super kind and others are just standoffish. And you, you kind of step back and go, well, gee, the whole reason you're successful is because of all of us. If we weren't here, nobody would want to hire you to do what you're doing. Absolutely. Racing wouldn't exist without the fans. Absolutely. They're 100% the reason that the sport exists. Yeah. Very appreciative of everyone's support. Awesome. Good to be humble for sure. Well, would you share with me a story that instigated your passion for cars? When you look back on your life, is there a pivotal moment when you realize, oh my gosh, I am a car guy? Uh, Aside from the time that I was able to drive with my dad and Forrest out at Victorville Speedway, just uh, growing up, every time I heard a loud engine, it turned my head and caught my interest. And <laughs> you know, I didn't play with uh, GI Joes a lot. It was always Hot Wheels and Micro Machines. So as long as I can remember, I've had an interest in cars. Yeah, it sounds like it. Well, Jason, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood and ask you to share a big challenge or even a big failure that you faced along the way. You've chosen a bit of your career, the side of your career that's racing is something that is fraught with ups and downs and uh, all sorts of obstacles. But uh, the most important part of this story has to do with how you overcame that particular situation. So tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum to move forward in your career and your racing career. Well, in my racing career, I would say prior to running the K&N series, I had been running super late models and uh, didn't have a lot of success. Took a step back and uh, got into a local Orange Show modified series and uh, kind of started to get my confidence back, won some local track races. And then when the Lucas Oil modified touring series began, my modified car was legal for that series. So I started to run that and Mm -hmm. we won the championship uh, in its inaugural year. The following season, finished second in points and won five out of the seven races that year. And that gave me the confidence I needed to, you know, realize that I could possibly go further in my racing career. And that's when I decided to give the K&N Pro Series a try. When you hit that uh, proverbial wall during that time where you had to kind of stand back, what's a good takeaway from that experience that helped you be able to uh, not just say, well, I'm going to throw in the towel, but I'm going to try to find another way forward? Uh, I guess a combination of things. The obvious, you know, don't give up. Um, But sometimes it's best to just regroup and replan instead of uh, pounding away, spending the money that it took to run the super late model program, stepping back, running the less expensive series, mm-hmm. and just uh, you know getting seat time again and 
know, keeping the car in one piece. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Take Absolutely. better care of equipment. Uh, just reevaluating the way you do things and being able to adjust and adapt and uh, not just keep trying to trudge forward with a losing hand, for lack of a better phrase. You know, I've had dozens and dozens of racers on the show, and one of the most recent was Bobby Rahal. And he talked about at one point in his career where he was really close to saying, this is going to work. And uh, he said something very similar to what you're saying about kind of stepping back and rethinking the process and what venue did he want to participate in and connecting himself with the right people. So, uh, yeah, those things can happen, especially in racing. You picked a challenging, challenging career to run through life in. Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. Is there a time in your racing career when you kind of went, oh, this is the path I need to go down. This is the right direction for me. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success. You know, I wouldn't say with the racing career. I have a better example with, uh, you know, my business career in Mass yeah, TV. perfect. When Lucas Oil bought the, the network in 2011, it was actually a general entertainment network. We did have some racing on it, but it also had a lot of variety, action sports, MMA, movies, adventure shows. And uh, our roots had always been in the automotive world, but speed had the uh, the market cornered, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for that niche on television. But when they uh, decided to transition their network and become Fox Sports One, we saw the opportunity to uh, you know do what we're good at, and that was kind of our moment that we realized that we're going to transition Map TV to be a full blown motorsports network and offer the grassroots racing that we love and that we know there's a large fan base out there for, and it was. Uh, you know, being a programming director and going from trying to find a mix of content that appealed to a very broad demographic to being able to offer something that I really knew a lot about and was passionate about was just a very uh, exciting moment in my career. I would imagine so. Like a um, great metaphor in the track, you saw an opening and you guys went for it. So very nice. Absolutely. Well, tell me a little bit about a proudest career moment, business or in business or in racing, and uh, maybe share a little bit about what caused that to happen. Well, recently I was honored by the Corona City uh, Chamber of Commerce. They received an award that was the top 40 under 40, and they were just recognizing business individuals that had achieved accomplishments earlier in, in their careers. And I guess when I found out that I was nominated for that and it came from someone that I didn't do business with on a regular basis, just from kind of a third party outside uh, view and realized that other people were paying notice to what I was doing and what I had accomplished thus far kind of uh, made me proud. And uh, Kudos to you and congratulations for that. And especially at a young age, because that's a difficult thing to do. Uh, A really great accolade. And yeah, you're exactly right. It's nice when you get recognized by People in the industry, even even people outside the industry, is hey, here's somebody who's making a change, making a difference for people, and creating opportunities for the people that work for you as well. So fantastic! That's really great. Let's have a little bit of fun here. You talked about that El Camino is your first car, but what was your first really special car? And, and I'll include first special race car, maybe the, the race car you finally got into. And wow, I'm finally here doing this. The pinch me, I can't believe it. And uh, maybe share a special memory you had with that car. Well, I guess I have a personal car and a race car that you know fits that uh, description. When I built my first car for SEMA, I had a 2006 Mustang, and I started to just you know put a supercharger on it, put some wheels on it, and then just through some connections I had at Lucas Oil and somebody that needed a car for a display, said, "Why don't we build this thing for SEMA?" Mm-hmm. 
So one thing led to another. We ended up putting a body kit on it and suspension and racing seats and kind of uh, went all out. And when it was all said and done, it was, came out beautiful thanks to a lot of different people that helped with it. And I couldn't believe that it was my car. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, the SEMA cars are awesome. It's so much fun. I've been going to SEMA for 26 years now. And uh, some of the cars you see in that show just blow you away. Yeah, I had gone to SEMA, you know, every year since Lucas Oil was involved in it. And, uh, you know, to actually own a car that was there on display, it was kind of surreal. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Very much so. Now, you said there was a second car, a race car. Yeah, well, just my first K&N Pro Series race. You know, you always watch those guys. They ended up at the tracks a lot of times when I was running a late model or modified, and they'd roll in their big, you know, teams and haulers and put on a great show. So the first time I strapped in for the starting lineup and looked around me and I was in the middle of all those guys that had been watching all those years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that must have been surreal. <laughs> that also was surreal, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I made it. Woohoo. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I know I had a racer on the show not too long ago that said the time he was up on a big bank and looked over and there's Dale Earnhardt Jr. next to him trying to pass him. And he just said, <laughs> yeah. he almost wanted to freeze the moment and go, can I just have a few moments with this? But no, I got to pay attention I'm doing so very very cool well is there a vehicle that you've owned and you've let go that you really wish you had back in your garage that old seller's remorse well you know we sold my El Camino to buy my super street stock when I was first uh, getting going Mm -hmm. but uh, you know me and my dad both liked that car a lot and the guy that bought it from us ended up totaling it the first week he had it oh no (laughs) so we both thought was kind of we're depressed about that yeah but, it, you know, it got me going in my racing career, so I don't regret the reason that we sold it. But sure. I think if we uh, we hadn't sold it, the, the car would still be in our garage today. Yeah, I've got two past cars that I really enjoyed having. And both of them, the people that bought them, totaled them. And it's just like, well, I guess I don't want that anymore. But it's kind of depressing when you've taken good care of a car and both had been modified and had some cool stuff on them and had really taken care of them over the years. And then, you know, bang, crash, bang. So, oh, well, that thing had. Luckily, neither of the people were injured seriously. So that's a really good outcome of the whole thing but the cars were totaled so oh well well let's talk about today and tomorrow i'd love for you to share a little bit about what's going on this start of the new year what's coming up for you in racing and what's coming up for maybe some new things with mav tv well i've actually retired from racing this last season was my final season wow okay Uh, i've got two young children that are you know getting older and starting to get involved in uh, sports and school activities and I'd like to spend time with them uh, while they still want to hang out with me. Absolutely. <laughs> Very wise thing to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Between the family and you're still trying to grow the, the network, Mav TV, it's, uh, it takes a lot of time. And yeah. the uh, time at the racetrack, while I enjoyed it, it was just more the, than I had to spend right now. I understand. I raced finished cars for 12 years. And one of the many reasons I stopped doing it, one was it was just getting so expensive, but also I had kids that were young and I was missing things on the weekends and gone all the time. And I just think that oh, was just very selfish of me. So uh stopped doing it, even though my son used to come to the track with me a lot and kind of help out, but he was very little. But um I understand completely young families are very important because I tell you, my kids are growing up and moved away now and you don't get those years back ever. So uh you're making a good choice. Everyone tells you it goes by fast, but uh, you don't ever realize until it happens. <laughs> it absolutely does. And my daughter was actually born the night before uh, one of my Canaan Pro Series races. Oh, my gosh. Here. <laughs> uh, July 3rd, she was born, and we raced on July 4th. Oh, wow. And, she, and she's in third grade already, so it uh, uh, yeah. goes by incredibly fast. Well, wait till you drive her off to college if you want a real uh, 
eye opener tearjerker time for a dad. It's like, yep. oh my gosh, that comes fast. Well, tell me a little bit about what you guys have planned for Mav TV this year and tell our listening audience who maybe don't know a whole lot about Mav TV, what's it all about? Uh, we're a grassroots racing network. We have uh, as many genres as we can find and can afford. Mm-hmm. We have dirt circle track, dirt asphalt, drag racing, drifting, you know, motorcycles, ATVs, off-road trucks, pro pulling, drag boats, sprint boats, and uh, we're always looking for more. Mm-hmm. We uh, have the Chili Bowl coming up. We're going to be televising that live. Awesome. Uh, which is an exciting race for us, the biggest uh, indoor race in the world, and anybody that into motorsports, I'm sure they've heard of it. Yeah, absolutely. You get uh, top drivers from all the different genres, including NASCAR and drag racing and dirt racing that all come and compete against each other, and it's uh, it's quite a sight. Definitely my favorite race. And people can find MAV-TV on most of their cable networks? Yeah, that's kind of our upcoming goals, challenges, is just to continue to grow our distribution and convince the cable providers that they need to carry us. Right. As of right now, we're available on DirecTV. Unfortunately, they only carry our SD signal right now. We're uh, working on getting them to take us in HD. Verizon, Fios, and uh, limited distribution on Time Warner and uh, Comcast, and they all carry us in uh, HD. And uh, that's just it. We're trying to get back on with Dish Network and get more carriage, AT&T possibly, but uh, anybody that wants MAV-TV and doesn't have it available to them, just keep calling and emailing your local cable provider, and you know, together we'll uh, get on there. Absolutely. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Jason. If you were a car, what kind of car would Jason be and why? <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe a Mustang. Okay. Why a Mustang? Well, it's a, you know... Muscle car likes to go fast uh, yeah. to uh, do a lot of things and see what I can get done, uh, but it's not too flashy. I, you know, I kind of try and keep a low profile. So I think uh, a Mustang, it's a, for people that know cars, they appreciate it. And for uh, people that don't, it wouldn't uh, catch the attention of too many, I don't think. So it's probably where <laughs> I lie. <laughs> there, there you go. Perfect answer. Well, Jason, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jump start a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jump start any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN 
Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Okay, Jason, we are back and we're entering the last lap. You're a racer. You know what this means. The white flag's out and time to put our foot into it. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Yeah, or just uh, be patient. Take your time. Whether you're building a business or racing in a car, you just got to wait for the right moment and not burn the tires off on the first few laps or ah. get yourself uh, wrecked. There you go. Perfect. Now, would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success? Um, I'm very methodical. I, um, I'll i do a lot of research and analyze uh, before I make a decision, and I think that's a good practice to have, just to try not to be impulsive. Absolutely. How about a resource? There are a lot of great resources out there these days, but is there one you'd like to share with the Cars Yeah listeners? Uh, well, for myself personally, I was fortunate enough to just have my father and Forrest Lucas, two of the greatest minds in the industry, in my opinion, to just learn and gather from. But I think if you go to lucasoil.com, you can learn both about products and racing genres and uh, entertainment in the motorsports world. Absolutely. Great resources. Now, how about this question. If you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive field, either living or deceased, who would that be? Hmm. I think probably, uh, well, it's a tough one. <laughs> I know. When I include people that have, you know, that have passed, then you are thinking about, man, somebody who's not around anymore. How would I, how fun would that be to sit down and bend their ear and just have, sit and have a drink with them and listen to stories? Yeah, I mean, John Force seems like the guy to listen to. He seems like an entertaining guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Richard Petty's probably got quite a few good stories to tell. Yes. And uh, I don't know, maybe uh, even A.J. Foyt. He seems like he's a very competitive person. He would uh, kind of just always seem to find out whatever it would take to win, no matter what he was driving. I think so. He, he, it would be interesting to hear his perspective on life. I think so. Well, those are three great people that you quoted there. Well, Jason, how about a book? Is there a book you've read recently that you think our listeners would enjoy reading as well? Oh, you know what? I'm actually a science fiction reader. <laughs> That's okay. It doesn't have to be a car book. It could be any kind of book. I've recently read The Man in the High Tower. It was an oh. interesting take on the... I don't know if it's appropriate for viewers. But <laughs> yeah, it was a perspective of if we had lost the war and what life would be like um, with Japanese and German-controlled and how life would be for us in America. So it was interesting. Very cool. Uh, that's the most recent book I've read. Well, there you go. Well, listeners, you can find all these great resources on Jason's show notes page at carsyeah.com slash Jason Pattison. And there's another great place on the Cars Yeah website where it's called Guest Recommended Books, where this book and the past 683 guest books are listed. There must be about a 1,000 books there now. It's a great resource if you want to read 
Some very cool books that are suggested by the many past guests here on Cars Yeah, including Jason. All right, Jason, we're up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. If you could have only one very cool collector car in your garage, money's no object. I'll buy you whatever car you'd like today. What would that car be, and more importantly, why? I've just always had an obsession with the Aston Martin Vanquish. Ooh. Uh, I think I saw it for the first time in a James Bond movie, and that's what got me uh, thinking about it. But uh, that's the one that I always uh, go to when I'm killing time and doing web searches. <laughs> what is it about the Vanquish that you like so much? I don't know. It's got a very clean body. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's a, a very well-designed, thought-out car without being extremely flashy. Right. Uh, without without the very uh, – it doesn't have a real drastic uh, – bodies such as like a Lamborghini or a Ferrari. It's mm-hmm. just kind of a low-profile supercar. I, I, I just like it. It's clean and classy. Uh, well, that's a great way to describe it. Those are absolutely beautiful, beautiful cars. I wish I had a chance to drive one sometime. I have not. I've only driven the Vantage, which was um, actually when I drove it, when they first came out, I was a little bit underwhelmed. I guess I was expecting more from it. It was a great car. Don't get me wrong. Drove really fast and so forth. But of course, the Vanquish is a whole nother beast. So uh, no slow <laughs> slow going there. Especially the new one. I think it's somewhere around 650 horsepower. I know. Yeah. That car will get up and go. So Should be fun. But I haven't had a chance to, to drive any yet. So, but one well, day. Well, I'll make sure that I deliver that to your garage as soon as possible. What color would you like? Uh, I think the, the magnetic gray would be nice. <laughs> oh, okay. Understated. Quiet. Subtle. Yeah. Stylish. All right. Well, Jason, you've taken me on an awesome ride today, and uh, I kind of figured you would, and I've really enjoyed getting to know you a little bit better. And I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you offer us one wise parting piece of guidance before you head off into the sunset and that Aston Martin vanquish? <laughs> you know what? I think I would just revert back to the original quote that you had asked me for, and it just it doesn't cost not, it cost anything to be nice to people. Yes. And if we could get a little more of that in the world, more people thinking that way, I think we'd all be better off. Oh, gosh, wouldn't we? Well, you've been very kind to me to spend some time with me today. So uh, you're walking your talk. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you, your business, and MavTV? MavTV.com. All right. Uh, it has all the information on our uh, our network, our business, our employees, and more importantly, all the content that we offer. Absolutely fantastic. Well, again, listeners, you can find all of this on Jason's show notes page at carsyeah.com. Just type Jason in the search bar. That page will pop up with links. Check out Mav TV. Check out the programming. If you love racing, you will love Mav TV because they've got it all. So fantastic. Well, Jason, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences both on and off the track with the Cars Yeah listeners and me today. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. All right. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. Driving never meant more as an all-new California adventure awaits as the not-for-profit rally Drive Toward a Cure combines two-spirited drives for a weekend of cars and camaraderie in Paso Robles and all to support Parkinson's disease, a showcase of the ribbon roads of Central California with chrome and elegance. Coming up April 28th, enjoy some of the world's most prized car collections, wine tasting, and luxury receptions while driving toward a cure for Parkinson's disease. To register or donate, click drivetowardacure.org. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. 
Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!